All right, everybody, welcome to Fearless Talk with Tiana Patrice, the place to be each and every Friday to be inspired, empowered, and live your best life on the other side of fear. I'm your host, Tiana Patrice, and today we are here with our very special guest. It is officially a Patrice takeover, Miss Patrice Cottingham <laughs> Washington. Now, let me tell you a little bit of something about my sister Patrice here. Patrice has been making money educational yet fun since 2003, and that is the very reason I wanted to interview her and have her here because women, we are afraid to talk money. Patrice, we are afraid to talk money. We are afraid to ask for the sale. We are afraid to sit down and look at our budget and our bank account, and a lot of reasons. That's why we're failing in life and business. So I'm so excited to have you here. So yes, y'all, she has been making money educational yet fun since 2003 as a nationally recognized best-selling author. Y'all gonna put some respect on that best-selling author today of the Real Money Answers financial series, featured columnist, television commentator, transformational speaker, spokesperson, radio host, and leading authority on personal finance. Y'all, Patrice has been summer everywhere. I have been fortunate enough to not only know her in person, but see her on stage, hear her on the radio. She's been, um, you know, on NBC, Fox News, Black Enterprise, the Huffington Post, Essence Magazine, New York Post, you know, and also she hosts um, your own right, the own, your own um, with the morning show, or Steve Harvey morning show, yeah. where you host your own weekly segment, Real Money Answers with um, Patrice Washington. So, girl, we are excited to have you here. Welcome. I'm excited to be here with yes. another Patrice. I love that. The takeover. The Patrice takeover officially. So, listen, you know, Fearless Talk is all about being candid. So, we want to definitely be candid. We want to have the discussions that a lot of women don't really have. You know, a lot of business owners aren't candid in their business. I've heard your story. I want to make sure that. All of my followers and viewers can also learn more about you and hear your story too. So tell us more about who you are and what inspires you to do the very thing that you do. Hmm. Well, who am I? First of all, I'm a child of God. That's number one. I'm also before the money maven and all the other stuff that you listed. I'm Reagan's mama and I'm Gerald's wife. So those are like the top three titles <laughs> that I actually hold. And then I'm the money maven, and then I do all that other stuff. Um, but basically, I always tell people that being the money maven or who they hear on the radio or who they see on television um, is not a product of like textbook theory. I am truly who I am because of my own testimony. And so you already know, I transparently share all of the ups and downs and different things that I've been through. But in a nutshell, um, you know, I got into personal finance education because I became a licensed real estate professional at 19. Um, and by 21, I became a real estate and mortgage broker. As I was graduating from college, I was also starting this uh, real estate business. And by 25, that became a seven-figure business. We worked our way. My now husband, then boyfriend, and I worked our way into this seven-figure business, 16 employees, you know, 13 pieces of multi-unit real estate property all over the country. Um, and I thought that that would be it. Like, I would be really good if that was the end of the, <laughs> end of the story and we can ride on out. But I remember honestly being, um, you know, like 22, 23 years old, doing really well, making six figures, didn't come from that background at all. I was raised in South Central Los Angeles, walking over crack pipes to get to the bus stop to go to school. So that was not where I came from. Um, but I remember being like 22, 23 years old and people would be like, oh, you should totally share your story. And I'm like, 
what's so awesome about that? Like I graduated from college and made a lot of money. Like no one's going to listen to me. And you know how your grandma used to say, be careful what you say, like be careful what words come out of your mouth, which is why I believe words are so powerful because just a few years later, talk about a story. (laughs) I went from that seven figure business literally to when the recession hit, um, being on bed rest to have my daughter 10 weeks in the hospital, $400,000 medical bill, um, real estate was just crashing and plummeting. The, the uh, lenders were closing down one by one, which meant that my business was just stagnant, Not, like nothing was happening. And so my business crashed and so did we. We crashed along with it. And I went from this seven-figure business to literally scraping up change, literally shaking out purses, trying to find money to get $2.38 to go get milk for my daughter. That is literally like how it went down. And, um, you know, my, my grandma said, be careful what you say. Talk about one in a story. So God gave me my story. Like, if that's the only way you're going to get out here and do what I'm telling you to do, then I'm going to give you, then okay, we're going to get you a story. Right. And for several, for almost two years, my husband and I, um, he went from tailor suits to working at Taco Bell so that we would have health insurance. Um, and I went to taking jobs that would pay me $500 a month a thousand dollars a month just so that I could have some type of income. Like you got to do what you got to do. And I remember getting to this place where I was on the floor crying and sounding and going, God, why me? Like I've tried to be a good person. I tried to do all the right stuff. I thought I was being helpful and, you know, just trying to, you know, do my part to help people. And, um, I found this scripture, Proverbs seven sixteen. I'm sorry, seventeen sixteen, which basically said, what good is money in the hands of a fool if they had no desire to seek wisdom? And for me in that moment, I realized I had been a fool as much education as I had. And as much as I had accomplished, I had spent my life chasing money, which I think is a, what a lot of us do because of coming from a bad background or, you know, Um, these different, not having what you thought looked like success or wealth or whatever. So you're chasing money thinking that as long as you have money, it can fix all of that or fix everything. And I learned in that moment, you know, during that time that I spent my whole life chasing money, but not really seeking wisdom. And so I made a pact with God. I like to say that if I was restored, if I could rebuild my life, um, because I lost all my money, but my mind wasn't bad. You know, like I still knew what I knew. So if I could take that and rebuild, I would try to teach as many people as possible to seek wisdom, which is what I do. So even as a personal finance educator, sometimes people are surprised that I'm not always talking about budgets and credit. I'm talking about mindset. I'm talking about affirming yourself. I'm talking about how relationships impact your financial life. I'm talking about kind of all the other things that they're not going to talk to you about on Fox News. (laughs) You know, that they're not going to talk to you about on Bloomberg. Um, I get on there and I do my part to really try to move the masses from debt management and thinking about finance, your financial life is all the outside stuff and really thinking about it as more of an inside job. And so that's what I spent the last several years doing with my life. So (laughs) personally, I love it. And so I, I can never get tired of hearing your story. First of all, I can hear your story over and over and over again and still be inspired. I have your book. I've read your book. I do ahas and amens every time I'm reading your book. I absolutely love it. And so for me, when I, you know, hear your story, 
I hear, you know, you really went from balling to broken busted. And I love that you said that. <laughs> <and> was, <laughs> that's, we can name that, of course. Thank, course, you. From Thank you for putting it that way. <laughs> but really, that's what happened, right, when it comes to your finances. But what I love is that your, you said my mind was still there and that you were still activating your faith and your faith was still there and you still went to the word to be able to get the answers that you had that you needed and that you did come to that scripture all about wisdom and now you you that's actually um you know part of your business your title in your business and that's the foundation right. yeah that's the foundation of my business seek wisdom find wealth I that love is it. the message and, and that is the message plain and simple seek wisdom find wealth and so a lot of women um i love that you said first that your mind wasn't was still there but mm -hmm. we know that power and death, um, life and death lies in the power of our tongue, right? And so we speak things that are affirming our realities. And so a lot of times we speak broken brokenness. And, you know, I just launched the Fearless mm -hmm. Tour and we were talking about that at the Fearless Tour. If you're hanging around five broke people, most likely you're going to be the sixth broke person. And if you're constantly saying I'm broken, broken, you're going to be broke and broken. And so I love the fact that you focus on yeah. the relationship with money, the inside relationship with money. Was there ever a time in your life where maybe you were afraid that you would not come out of your situation? Did fear kind of hold you? hostage or try or attempt to hold you hostage in your re in your current reality where you couldn't really focus mm. on you know where you wanted to go that's a great question um i don't think that i was ever afraid that i would not make it back i just didn't know when you know i my husband and i when when we were at the height of our business we had matching range rovers right and honey, those were the two first things to go when I was trying to figure out where I could cut some expenses to save some money. I had to call Range Rover like, did you did you want to pick these up or do we bring them somewhere? Or what is the process? <laughs> like, what's the process? And we used to drive around when we, we had a short stand where we lived in New Orleans and we used to drive around in a beat up yellow van. Like, I mean, a creepy old raggedy yellow van and we would drive by Range Rovers and we started to say been there done that on the way back like that was our mentality like been there done that on the way back like oh you looking at us because we're in our beat up yellow van but don't trip I used to have one of those been there done that <laughs> on, the, on way. the way back <laughs> and we used to see this is what I know to be true and I I've always felt this even as a little kid I didn't know how to put it into words um but as I got older, I started to say, you know, what you verbalize, you magnify in yeah. your life. Because I realized even as like a teenager, once I would say this is what I wanted or this is what I was going to do, even if I didn't know the how or I didn't have all the information, I would just say it over and over again because I truly believe that just by saying it, it would happen. And that I would say it in front of the right people or at the right time and somehow I would be led in the direction I needed to go to actually achieve it. And so as a kid, when I used to say, I'm going to go to USC, nobody in my family had ever gone to college, especially a university like University of Southern California, this big school, this great school on the West Coast, like those that did not exist, but I used to just say it. And so what I teach people now is that what you verbalize, you magnify in your life. You make it, you make it bigger and you magnetize, you bring it towards yourself. And so even in that season, when I didn't know how, I didn't know what I was going to do, I didn't know how it was going to pan out immediately, I knew that I would be back. 
And I knew that no matter what you take from me, the houses, the cars, the whatever, you can't take my hustle and you can't take my mind because what I know, I know. Right. The only thing you could do is give me early onset of Alzheimer's or something. But other than that, if I had what I had, you just could not take that from me and I believed it. So um, I guess so I hope that kind of answers. No, that's what we did. And again, just going back to affirming, we are moving in the direction of our thoughts. We're definitely moving in the direction of our thoughts. And a lot of times we always want to know, especially with me, I'm going to be completely honest. In a lot of ways, I'm a total control freak. I have gotten so much better. You know, I didn't even got better. I'm a Leo. But, um, you know, a lot of times we have to know it all. We got to know the how, the why, the when, the, you know, what time and things like that. But when you are moving in fearlessly in your dreams and hustle, that hustle that you can't take from me, you just need to know the why. Why am I doing this? I don't need to know the how. Yeah. I need to know my why. Why am I doing this? What's going to get me up out of bed? What's going to keep me hustling? What's going to keep me grinding? And I don't have to know all the how of how it's going to happen. But what I've found even in my life and in my business, as long as I keep my why centered and I don't have peripheral um, vision on my dreams and I'm consistently moving, then every connection that I need, much like you said, comes in front of me and I connect with them at the time that I'm yeah. ready for it. Right. And so that's what we have to continue to do and believe that we're going to continue, you know, moving and, and getting exactly where we need to be, but we don't always have to know all the details. So I love that. Yeah. So one of the things, so I spoke on a brief tour with Steve Harvey and Lisa Nichols, two of my biggest mentors. And um, one of the things that I said uh, during my talk on that tour was the only thing you need to do is take the next best step. The next best step. Not what does the entire staircase look like? Not where does this all, you know, it's about taking the next best step. And I personally call myself spirit led. You know, there are a lot of things that I could be doing. There are a lot of things that I see people out there doing, my peers, my girlfriends in the transformational space, all that. And I always have to examine my motive for anything that I want to do. And I have to always bring it back. I'm actually talking about this in a couple of weeks at a big conference. You know, is profit truly about just pursuing money or is it about staying true to the people that you were called to help? And if that's the case, you can't run behind what everyone else is doing. You can't run after whatever, just because it looks, I mean, I know that there, I know, I know that I know. I just had this talk with myself today in the shower. So this is fresh. This is all real anointing right here, right? Best talk, girl. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just had this talk today because I was tempted for a second because of something that I saw on social media. I'm going to keep it real. I was tempted for a second. I was like, oh, I should really go and I should just go ahead and do it because you know what? I could create tens of thousands of dollars a month, automated, whatever. And God, and God had to, when I say snatch me up real quick, that's not what I called you to do. Right. And every time I, I get to that place and I have that conversation, I realize, am I operating out of fear? to get back to being fearless, right? Am I operating out of fear? Because I feel, you know, fear of missing out is real. FOMO is real. Oh, yes. So like, that FOMO is real. So it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, would I be missing out on this whole wave in this industry if I don't do it like them, if I don't do it like everyone else? And then I get back to, but what's the next best step that you're supposed to take? Yes. Is it truly that? Or am I calling you 
to do something that's totally different than what you've seen other people do, but you will have the same results. The money will come, the profit will come, but you have to be authentic to what I've called you to do. And, and it's a constant check-in on, am I operating out of fear? Right. And I love that you said that because in order for us to, I, and I agree with you, for me, my business is based on faith, family, and freedom, completely spirit led in my business. And we have to really be clear on who we are at our core. And so I've gotten in so much trouble for launching things that were not in alignment with who I am at my core and left me broke, busted, and disgusted because I wasn't authentic and I wasn't in alignment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I tell people all the time, when you are, tr when you're just chasing the profit, you'll always be broke. Even if it's just broken mm -hmm. in side and you may have a lot of yes. money account, and you'll still be broke because you're not being true to who you are but if you truly want to be successful you have to focus on being effective when you're effective the success will come so i've had to check myself so much and lean back <laughs> like that song you remember that song lean back <laughs> i've had to lean back a lot and go okay like you said what is your next best step and what i've learned is sometimes that next best step is just stepping out on faith and that's it. Yes. Just stepping out on faith. Sometimes the next best step is just being quiet. Yes. Sometimes the next best step is to be still. Yes. That truly is Because some of the most amazing relationships and connections and some of the most profitable ventures I've ever done in my life, they came during a season of me being still in business but focusing on my family. That's what I just came off of this summer. I did three months of very little work, but I spent so much quality time with my husband, with my mother, with my siblings, my daughter, my nieces, my nephew. And all during this season, little messages in that stillness of just being with my family and not being so focused on the business. Like little things have just come and now God is continuing to reveal, no, this is it, this is it, this is it. This is what I want you to do. And sometimes the next best step is just be quiet and listen I and don't so focused on, Oh my God, what am I launching next? Some people are always in launch mode. Like when do you rest? When do you let your mind and your body and your spirit just rest? I, uh -uh. Well, I absolutely <laughs> agree with that. I will tell you. And I, and I, when I'm speaking, I tell people when we talk about when I launched my book, 52 shades of fearless, it was in the saddest season of my life. I was so busy helping women strategize and, and build their own businesses. I'm talking about my clients were calling me like, girl, I just closed a $50,000 deal. And I'm like, you did. <laughs> Can I get a piece of that? <laughs> you know, and right. so I was so busy helping women that God wasn't able to speak to me. He wasn't. And so I had just lost my grandmother. I was sad. I was broken. I was lost. Google's GPS had given up on me. I thought I'd lost my purpose. But what I realized is I was in a different position, but my purpose was still the same. But in that season, I said, God, what would you have me to do in this season? He said, just get still. Mm -hmm. Just get still. And that is literally the season that shifted the trajectory of my life and business. I became more intentional where I was sp spending my time. I stopped putting my time in areas that really didn't set my soul on fire. But in order to do that, I had to get still. And so I definitely 100% agree with you on that. Sometimes that next best step, that next fearless step is to just be still. Because I'm always talking. Yeah. So God, the only time God can talk to me is when I'm still or when I'm, well, and really when I'm asleep. <laughs> so if yeah. I ideas like you said we're always chasing like okay launching 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 if I have ideas in the middle of the day I don't move on them I take them to bed at mm -hmm. night and if it's the first thing on my mind in the morning I know that's of God and I move on it because I've made so many tree decisions do you have tree decisions you've made those knee-jerk decisions that got you in a lot of trouble 
I made so many. Yeah, I mean, that really ended up wasting time. At the end of the day, they were not well thought out. Now, I, I so it, the same thing in being spirit led, though, there are times where God will say move and you need to move. Yeah. But I think that the more still you are and the more you learn how to discern what's your, just your desire and what's God's will. Yes. Then you understand when you should like go for it and when you should just like, let me sleep on that. Yeah. And I pray every single day, multiple times throughout the day for wisdom and discernment. That's why we say seek wisdom, find wealth. If you are constantly seeking wisdom and asking for clarity of thought and, and, you know, just continuously looking for that clarity, the money stuff is going to come because you will make better decisions overall. I have made it. I have, I mean, man, I can't tell you guys, like, I can't tell you how many times God has spoken to me and I did actually move and it was truly beneficial. And the times where I had a knee jerk reaction and I moved and Right after moving, I was like, you shouldn't have done that. You didn't need to do and that. And then the trickle was behind it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I shouldn't. And I mean, there's things where I, I was planning launches for like big things for like months, doing all the work, laying all the background. And about a week before I was going to like say go, God was like, no. But that ain't it. I didn't, that ain't even it. And you really was spending all this time. And I'm going to let you go because you have free will. You have choice. Right. I'm going to let you go. But that conscience, that conscience, like, it's like, no. A week before I said no. And then I saw someone else launch a similar idea and they made tens of tens of tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, God, why? Because that's not what I called you to do. Is the thing. And we have to stay in alignment. We have to stay in alignment to be able to serve the people that we are called and destined to serve. Love it. So listen, Patrice, I know I don't want to spend too much time and take up too much of your time, girl. I know you are super busy, but I just want you for those women who are stuck in fear and they're like, you know what? I know that I need to really look at my finances. I know that I need to be more aware of what I have coming in, what I have going out, things of that nature. What are some tips? Because I saw that you did an interview recently about the myths about uh, money and things of that nature. But what are some tips that you would give those women who are really just afraid to take that step to get more educated um, on, on their right. finances and things of that nature? Well, one of the first things I would say is you have to figure out why you're afraid, right? You like you have to get to the root of where is this fear even based? Yes. And a lot of us, it's not even about us. A lot of us are truly reliving um, some of the experiences that we experienced or that we had as children or things that we saw maybe not go so well for our parents or our grandparents, the big mama, whoever raised you. And so like in Real Money Answers for Every Woman, that's my best-selling book. Yes. In Real Money Answers for Every Woman, <laughs> um, the first section is about creating wealthy habits. And one of the things that I teach you is how to identify your financial blueprint. And so I really think that that's a starting place for everyone because you can talk about budgeting and you can talk about credit all day long. But if you don't have the mindset to maintain the habits of doing those things, you'll still never get to the place that you want to get to. You'll still never reach those financial goals and you'll continue to go in circles. So number one, you got to know what did you hear as a, as a child that might be kind of stifling you now? What were some of the experiences you saw modeled? You know, what are those things that you that you saw that just were unhealthy? And how are you reliving that today? Yes. How is little Patrice now 
running Big Patrice's finances because that's what it comes down to. The 1989 version of you is running the show. Listen, and they should not be. Money, money don't grow on trees. That was one of the ones that I heard back in the day. And so with even that mm-hmm. one, you think, okay, well, I have this a little bit of money and that's all I deserve. I don't, a lot of women feel like they don't deserve to make more money, that they don't deserve yeah. to get seven figures in their business because money don't grow on trees. And this is what we have yeah. in the and this is all we have. So that's one of the things that I heard as a child growing up that I actually yeah. did bring into my life and my business as well. Well, money is the root of all evil, misquoted scripture. That's a big one that a lot of people hear. And because you don't want to appear evil, you're the one always giving money away. Oh, Pookie need rent money? Okay, well, since I got a little extra, it would be much more godly of me to give it. Pookie does not have a job. Pookie does not have a care in the world. Pookie don't call you. (laughs) Pookie's lack of planning is not your emergency. That's what I teach. Good. There's a lot, there's a lot there that you have to unpack about why you do the things that you do. So that's one. The second thing, you know, I'm really big on is earning more money. And that for me doesn't always mean becoming an entrepreneur, but a tip that I would give women um, in particular is to get bold and radical about your ask, right? Like a lot of us are not making what we want to make, not just as an entrepreneur, but also, you know, in our careers, because we're not asking, we're not being bold and, and very methodical with how we come up with this ask. It's a very emotional conversation. Mm-hmm. And so earlier, I launched the Earn More Money movement for women. That's at IWillEarnMore.com. I launched that because I wanted to teach women 25 principles that I've used just to ask for more. Like, we're so like, I, I'm just happy to be at the table. So if they offer this, I'm going to take it. No, if they offer that, they're hoping you take it, but they have a budget for you to probably ask for more. Let's keep it real, right? right? But usually we're always like, okay, that sounds good. Okay, I can do that. No, it's not always an immediate yes. You know, it's not, it's okay to say, let me think about it. It's okay to show your power and your position and like, okay, because remember, they're not asking you to be nice. You bring something to the table, right? This is not their benevolence. This is not just because... We don't have nothing else to do. You bring something to the table. And when it comes to money, especially earning more money, many of us kind of miss the mark in that area because we're, even when we do make the ask, we also don't do it in a way that's appealing to the party that you're asking. And there's, there's a way to do certain things. And so with how we manage money and then with the whole earning more money piece, those are two places where I would say definitely be bold, but be strategic about asking for more and asking what you're worth. Be unapologetic about that. And then also do the work and the research to figure out why you are the way you are, because you cannot recondition what you don't first recognize. I love that. Oh, you cannot recondition what you don't first recognize. I love that. And that's like I tell women, you cannot activate your fearless without acknowledging your fear. <laughs> you have to know yes, what you're afraid of to be able to activate your fearless and move beyond it. And even when it comes to money, one of the things, because I am not, I'll be honest, this is a candid conversation. I am not the best with managing money. And so if I made $10,000 in a month, girl, I could, I could, I could spend 10,001 and be negative one in a cap. And so what I've learned, not of, um, you see what I'm saying? Heal me, baby. No, I'm trying to lay hands. Yes. I'm trying to lay hands on the screen. I need you too. You got some oil too. I need you to 
lot your oil. And so what I've learned though is it's not about how much money you make, it's how much money you can manage as well. <laughs> right? Let's be real. Multiply. How much of that money can you multiply? Oh, I love that. Make, manage, and multiply. Oh, that's good. Three M's there. So Patrice, tell us, you know, what's next for you? What's next for you? Where can we learn more about you and the movement? We definitely want to be able to, because um, a part of A Million Fearless Strong, let us let me say that, is to be able to help women activate their fearless in their life, their business, their careers, and live their best life on the other side of fear. So whether that's starting a business or asking for a raise at work. Love it. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but is it necessary? Heck yes. And that's what we want to get women to. So yes. tell us what's next for you, girl, what's next for you? And how can we learn more about you and your movements as well? Well, you can learn more about me at realmoneyanswers.com. You can learn more about the Earn More Money movement at I Will Earn More. I will earn more. It's not a question. It's a, this is what we're about to do. Um, and I'm on social media everywhere at Seek Wisdom PCW. So what's next for me is, you know, it's still to be discovered. I'm still truly in that listening phase. I am really like on some every day. God, what do you want me to do? Um, right now, I have the exciting opportunity to be consulting with Thunderdome, which is a new business show um, hosted by Steve Harvey on ABC and it. produced by um, Mark Burnett, the like, huge super producer, Mark Burnett. And I'm really excited. This is my first time, trying, you know, kind of in a consulting role, helping out. And hopefully uh, I'll have an opportunity to help get the entrepreneurs ready for their pitches and that type of stuff. Um, so that's exciting and new for me. But there's so many things that I'm like mulling around in my head. I can't tell you one, though. Um, I have been, whew, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I called to go back to school and uh, pursue a PhD. You better. In Yes, congratulations. And I say I can't even say it because anyone who knows me, when I graduated from USC Business School, I was like, deuces, I'm out of here, bye. Y'all can have your extra degrees and all that. I'm not applying to a job. I'm not going to get no degree. I'm starting my business. And what a difference 13 years makes because God, like I literally have been waking up out of my sleep over and over again with the same recurring <laughs> thought and dream. And I'm like, I'm like, are you sure? Is this for me or were you talking to somebody else? And so I think it's, it's for me. <laughs> Why do we always try to negotiate with God, though? Are you sure you want are you me to sure? do it? Are you sure? Maybe you meant Tiana Patrice, right. not Patrice Washington. Because we know not. it's a Patrice takeover, so maybe I got the wrong. <laughs> you called the wrong Patrice. I love it. Well, listen, no, blessings I'm, to you. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the possibility. Um, of in the future being a professor, especially at a PWI, a predominantly white institution like I went to, only because even in those spaces, brown children need to see brown faculty and staff. And the reality is in the business school that I went to, my one brown female professor is still 13 years later, the only one there. Oh wow! And I am committed to changing that narrative and to showing that finance is much more than numbers and statistics. Um, we really have to get people to thinking, you know, behind the psychology of money. And so um, I'm being led to pursue a PhD in behavioral economics. So that means, you know, um, some things are going to change for me, but I'm open to that being the next best step for me. 
I love it. I'm so excited for you. Blessings to you. So as we end this segment, I want to tell you, so one of the things in this chapter two in um, 52 Shades of Fearless that we do at the Fearless Tour is we acknowledge fear and we write a letter to fear. So we say, dear fear, you have no power over my life. You will not keep me shackled in my broken dreams. So that's, those are some of the letters that we do. And so as we end each segment, I want um, our listeners to hear your quick letter to fear. I believe in order to activate your fearless, we must acknowledge our fears. So in a few words, starting with dear fear, what would you say to fear? Dear fear... You have no place here. <laughs> you have no place in this space. And despite not being in school for the last 13 years, despite not having to be on someone else's strict schedule, because I've been doing my own thing, despite not studying, despite all those other things that come up for me, not taking a test in so many years, um, I know that what God wants me to do is greater than the fear and the anxiety that you desire to produce in me. And I will always keep the people I'm called to serve first, which means that you have to take a backseat. Amen. <laughs> I feel like we're in fearless church. That was good. <laughs> All right, Patrice, thank you so much for joining us this week for Fearless Talk with Tiana Patrice. This was good, y'all. I hope you had your pens and papers because we got so many fearless and great notes. So, all right, ladies, make sure that you tune in each and every Friday for Fearless Talk with Tiana Patrice, where we get candid, inspire, and give you tips and strategies you need to live your best life on the other side of fear. Now, we're on a mission. We're on a mission to impact the lives of one million women, encouraging them to take the fearless pledge. So join the movement and head over to www.amillionfearlessstrong.org. Make sure you subscribe and share to inspire others, and we will see you next Friday on the other side of fear.